The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? This is Mick Shots, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. Well, if it's Tuesday and 11.30 in the morning central time, that means it is mixed shots. Mickey Spagnola, Everson Walls, Bill Jones, not with us again. So I'm going to have Everson sing that song, Just the Two of Us, right? <laughs> Just, who, who sang that? Who sang that, Spags? Tell me who it was. Who's the author of that song? Come on, man. Just the two of us. You can make it if you try. See, you got it better than I. Come on, man. Who is it? Who is it? Bill, what is it? Bill Withers. Bill Withers, Withers. that's right. That's right. (laughs) Boy, we are old. We are old. No, here's how old we are. So last night, uh, (laughs) there was nothing on TV to watch between 9 and 10. And I saw on uh, public public TV, KERA, K-E-R-A, yes, uh, public television. Mm-hmm. They had a... Only old people watch that channel, They the had a 2007 <laughs> concert from the Troubadour in L.A. with James Taylor and Carol King. <laughs> Carol, Carol... Uh, oh, oh, man. Hey, Carol King was my favorite growing up. When I heard her song, I Feel the Earth Move Under My Feet, Come on, man. That was one of the most powerful songs I've ever heard. They sang all those songs from back in the day. Uh, And it was an hour and a half concert uh, from the Troubadour. And I think it showed in 2010, but the concert was in 2007. Uh, So, yeah, uh, I I got a little uh, go back to my my college days, right? A little nostalgic. nostalgic. I think I still have it too. By the way, I had her greatest hits album, and the same thing from James Taylor too. And it was uh, they were good. I didn't I, realize. I would, I would get. I would get that. Yes, I would get that greatest hits album. And I'm sure while you were back in college, you were drinking Boone's Farm as you were listening to her and James. Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> I was I wasn't a wine guy back then. I could I could I could no definitely miss, admit that. But I guarantee you, there's some Mick, Mickey's. What about Mickey's Big Mouth? What about uh, Mickey's Big Mouth? That was the, the worst. Green stuff. That was the worst. You know what? I kept one of those. I have one on my TV upstairs. Never opened. Right? Oh my it's, God. Full, it's full. God knows that was when you like. had desperate times oh. and hardly no money. That's yeah. That's what we used to call skunk beer, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I drink skunk beer now, Spag, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't down skunk beer too badly. All righty. Well, here we go. Uh, it's, uh, what, March 2nd? We are one week into the period where teams can uh, tag players with the uh, franchise tag. One week to go, March 9th. Next Tuesday is the deadline, so... Uh, maybe we'll have some news by then, one way or another, when I do our next show. But uh, at this point, all eyes still on Dak Prescott uh, and uh, the Dallas Cowboys to see if they can come to a long-term deal uh, before they have to use 
the franchise tag and, and not just use it to retain his rights, but to stuff $37.7 million into the salary cap come uh, March 17th when the new league year uh, opens. And I guess we can start there again uh, since uh, it's, it's one of the, Ever since it's one of those topics that just keeps on giving, it just doesn't go away. And I, I've been listening to everybody try to analyze all this stuff. And the one thing, and I think we brought it up last week, the one thing no one points out is, you know, everybody keeps saying, sign him. You know, you should have signed him two years ago. Just, you know, give him what he wants. And my question always is, we don't know what they're asking for. What are they asking for? <laughs> you know, do they? Because obviously, 35 million year was not enough. Do they want 40, 45, 50? I I, I don't know. Uh, you know, and I heard you know talk radio. Or yesterday. is it is it uh, is it three years? Or yeah, four years. Yeah, because obviously they, they didn't want five. Want five. Yeah, yeah, right. And I and I, <laughs> right. I heard. You know, I heard somebody saying, you know, they Cowboys should have done this two years ago, and, you know, they would have saved money. And, and I said, well, how do you know? Because you don't know what they were asking for two years ago. Uh, you don't know what they were asking for and last see, year. And with, with me, you know, I, I look at the comparisons uh, in how uh, I still – I go way back to when Emmitt Smith had to hold out to get his money – and uh, the next year, Troy Aikman's contract was torn up, and uh, Emmitt Smith was immediately underpaid on his team. Uh, after going through all of that, then you look at Tony Romo, who, you know, one of Jerry's favorites, and how he made a big deal about signing Romo, tearing up the remainder of his contract, and, and signing him to a really nice deal. And then all of a sudden, here comes Dak, and we got a problem. And so as a black man, I'm looking at this like, oh, man, come on, let's not... <laughs> Be this right. Let's not be this stereotypical. Let's not get to be this 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 predictable. And 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 as I look at the contract and I look at what they're offering me, I could say, uh, as a, a a friend of Dax or maybe just a fan of Dax, I would say, Wow, that's a lot of money. He should sign that, you know. But then at the same time, as a as a, a former union rep and as a former player, the devil is in the details. And so the not confusing part, but I think the more uh, 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 in, in, engaging part of it is that we don't hear from Dad. We haven't heard from his people. They're sitting back, uh, uh, taking in offers, you know, but not really responding, at least publicly not responding. I don't know what the Cowboys are saying. I don't know what's really going on behind the scenes. But I just don't want this to turn into another Kirk Cousins situation. And uh, I, th I think it was in Washington where they just kept, you know, coming up with, with uh, franchise, franchise, franchise. And then it turns into a volatile situation to where no one trusts anybody. Uh, the outcome of not just that position, but the outcome of the season is hanging on these negotiations. So it's not like you're just dealing with a defensive back and not to diminish my DBs or any other position on the field. Okay, so shut up, Spag. So <laughs> all I'm saying is, as a, as a, a, the quarterback position, as much as I despise the overblowing of its importance, we got to have somebody in there that's going to right this ship for good. We got to know who we're going to settle on. 
Is it going to be Andy, you know, which, you know, Andy's good. You know, he, he did decent when he finally got his legs under. Or are we going to get back to see what Dak Prescott can do? And once again, the injury, I'm sure, uh, is a factor in on both sides. I'm sure Dak is very uh, stubborn about he's ready to go. And, of course, the Cowboys, they won't say it publicly. But during negotiations, they're going to say, hey, man, we're not sure what you can do on that leg. We saw that horrific break. And regardless of how uh, enthusiastic your workouts are and how good you feel about it, we may not feel as good about it as you do. So, therefore, our negotiations might be a, have a little different tone this time around, Spags. You know, and that's, that's one reason why when you have an opportunity to sign a long-term deal, do not play on a one-year deal because you never know what might happen to you going into free agency the next year. Do you want to take that chance? And you know what? So a couple points. One, I think one of the positive points is, is that Dak's been here rehabbing. So there doesn't seem to be any butthurt going on uh, on either side. You know, he's eligible to be here rehabbing uh, in the offseason. He seems to be willfully doing that. So it's not like, no, I'm not going to show you, you know, where I'm at. So the Cowboys will have an idea of just where he's at with his rehab, uh, which is a, a, a good thing. The other thing that, I, that I, I got curious of after we did the show last week was – you know, remember last July 15th uh, when the deadline was going to pass, if you didn't sign him to a long-term deal, he had to play on the franchise tag and there are no more negotiations. Well, the reports came out at the last minute that they were close, that they were close to doing a deal, and supposedly they ran out of time, which I can't believe they ran out of time, right? <laughs> They had so, an egg timer. Yeah, yeah. Right? They, had, they, had, they, had, they had, you know, seven months, right, to be able to, to work it out. So, But if they were close then, when you pick up negotiations now, why, why aren't you still close? What, what changed? Nothing really changed. I, I, I can't imagine the Cowboys offered less. Uh, they may have asked for more. Uh, but if you were close, why aren't you still close? And then there's this one. And I know you, as you said, you were a player rep and you had to deal with agents and things like that. But just, I don't know if this coincidence or what, but his, his uh, representative, Todd France, who's been negotiating the deal, I didn't realize that come August, early August, he left his agency, CAA, uh, and, and and they said it was a, a sports business journal reported it was a mutual decision. So he left the agency he had been working for, and a month later, he he joined another agency. Um, it was um, called Sports Sports First, I believe it was called. Uh, and it's like, so was that just a coincidence? Because I'm thinking agents probably have to give a cut to the agency they work for, right? Yes, so yes, they do. I don't know if, you know, in the back of his mind he was leaving there and he didn't want to put money in an old agency when he was going to a new agency, <laughs> right? Just food for thought, right? You know. So you think that may have played a factor? Well, I don't know. I'm not. I'm the... not accusing anything. I'm just pointing it out that this <laughs> did take place, right? 
So maybe now that he's with the new agency, they can get this thing done. Uh, you know, and it would be great if they can get it done by, by next Tuesday uh, so the Cowboys don't have to start off the league year, uh, you know, or at least get it done by March 17th. Uh, so they don't have to start off the league year with that much money stuffed into a new uh, salary cap. And we should probably know closer at some point, either later this week or early next week, what the cap's going to actually be. Uh, you know, they've, they've set a, uh, a ceiling at, or not a ceiling, but a, I guess a basement at 180 at least the cap would be. And I've seen some uh, sites factoring the new salary cap at 185 so we'll see what it ends up being and maybe that'll help out that's maybe holding things up so you know exactly what the cap's going to be plus they need a projection also for next year because when you you know uh, work out the uh, the base salaries you know you base them on and you continue you used to base them on well this cap's going to go up right and it's going to go up it's been going up 10 million a year so you're going okay whatever right. the base salary is this year it could be x amount of dollars more next year because the cap's going to absorb some of that so we'll see uh where this thing's going did you ever have a long I got, uh, negotiation I, with the I was going to say I was I was going to say you know, it got just like anything with Ooh, me. It's I've, always I've lost, complications. Uh, right now, I can't hear him. Have you lost me? Have you lost me? I'm still here. I'm still here. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? No, I'm still here. I'm gonna assume he said something really great because I can't hear him right now. Uh, <laughs> no, but we, you know, we'll uh, continue yeah, out, to uh, monitor uh, this as, as we uh, as we go along, and hopefully. Uh, you know, the two sides can come together because, you know, th th what I keep saying is th the deal benefits both sides. We know it benefits the Cowboys, right? Um, but. Any, any better? Can oh, you hear me? There go. My. Ah, there we go. My, uh, you my forgot you had a partner on the air. <laughs> no, I knew I had a partner. I was worried that I didn't have one. I think the earphone no, plug you were is talking loose about, there. Yeah, so I asked you the about, question uh, about, about uh, had you ever had a prolonged uh, negotiation with Tech Schramm or Gil Brandt? Before you got here... Everything is always complicated with Everson Walls. You remember I came in as a free agent. Right. I balled out my, my rookie year from preseason all the way to the Pro Bowl. Must have had about 18 interceptions in all by the time the season was over. So the Cowboys came to me in the offseason doing me a favor. And so they came to me from a $30,000 contract, uh, three years, uh, to a... They came up with another three-year deal, and the first year was going to be $80,000. Well, uh, Gil Brandt forgot that I graduated from college now. And he may not have had much respect for my degree at Grambling State University, but it did me well. Speaking of, yes, thank you very I much, representing, representing. So, so anyway, um, uh, I'm thinking, okay, so if I sign this $80 deal, $80,000 deal, I think, with a $30,000 signing bonus. I'm looking at Ronnie Lott, Lawrence Taylor, and all of the defensive backs in the league. I just left the Pro Bowl. 
So I'm gathering information on what these salaries are in the Pro Bowl. Their salaries are up to 150000 already. You're telling me to come in and sign an $80,000 deal. I'd be just like Emmitt Smith. I'd be underpaid by the time the ink was dry. Okay? And that would be my raise. So uh, I did just like that. I held out uh, for uh, greener pastures in regards to finances. Uh, they came to me again with another deal. Uh, I think it was like 110000 on top of that. And I told Gil he must be out of his mind. And they, sent the, they, they would send the troops after you. So they would ask some of the players to say something, you know, in the media. You know, Gil Brand would put, put his henchman out there. Gene Stallings came to me. Gene Stallings came to me and said, Evie, Evie, I want to talk to you. Uh, you know, if you take that $80,000 and you put that in the bank, shoot, man, in 20 years, you're going to have yourself a million dollars. And I was just so flabbergasted at the uh, elementary tactics that they were using to pressure me into signing these contracts. So when you look at it, I rolled the dice for two years, not just one year. I rolled the dice for two years because I was not going to be underpaid even after I signed the contract. So, yes, this was before you got here. You came in 84? Uh, middle of the 84 season, yeah. Yeah, by that time, my, my damage was already done. My, my name was mud in the, in the, uh, in, in the, in the management office. I, at 24 years old, 23 years old, I had already ruined my reputation in regards to good graces with the three-headed monster of Tex Round, Gil Brandt, and Tom Landry. So, so wait a minute. So three years when you said 80000 was it total or 80000 a year? They were going to give me eighty thousand with a thirty thousand dollars signing bonus first year, and it was going to uh, go up. I oh, think one hundred five okay. or one one twenty five, something like that. But starting at eighty thousand with a thirty thousand dollars bonus, and I, I just you know, it's, it's a, you don't have to be smart, okay? Ronnie Lott came in with me. LT came in with me. I'm at the Pro Bowl with them, so those are my peers. I want to be paid like my peers. And I'm using air quotes. I don't know why I'm doing that, but they're really my peers. And so for me to sit up here and sign a contract that would bring me 110, including the $30,000 bonus, when they're already at 150, and they, their bonus was a million dollars, not $30,000. So when you look at all of that, it's not hard to turn something down like that, especially when I went 11 interceptions. The strike year was coming up. I had seven interceptions in nine games. My, my confidence is, is, is brewing. It's not diminishing. And that's something that the Cowboys couldn't deal with. So, and I think what people need to understand, back in that day, the salaries weren't as public as they are now. So Everson did his homework <laughs> finding out what other guys I did. I sure did. And, and, and it's I actually sure probably a good thing you did because then in the strike year, you guys didn't get paid for the seven games you missed, right? We did not. We did not. We did not get paid for them. Let me say this, uh, and I've, I've, I've never, uh, Gary Myers may have put it in his book, but I was always uh, sensitive about uh, lack of information, full disclosure in negotiations, and management was always about lying to you about what your teammate made, because everyone was afraid to say what they made. So I don't know if you remember, man, I, I, as a union rep, that's the first thing I did 
and, and even though Gary Myers and, and uh, USA Today, I believe, capitalized off of that move, I made sure that every salary was published so that players who were uh, uh, management lackeys wouldn't be lying about what they're making and management themselves wouldn't be uh, 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 wouldn't mislead us about what our peers were making. And not and everybody had negotiations. An and not everybody had an agent back then either, did they? No, no, people, uh, no, everyone had agents. Come okay. on, man, this is not All the right. 70s. I came in, I came in 81, Spags. Come on, man, come on, man, stop. Well, it sounded like you were doing <laughs> <But> no, it <laughs> yourself. <laughs> no, 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 uh, I made my own decisions, but I did have an agent. I had Weinberg who, right. he was ready to make trouble. Yeah. He, he was ready to make trouble, it didn't matter. All I had to do was say sick him, and he was going to get him. So uh, that's what you wanted an agent, and what that did was it put a lot of pressure on management because now they couldn't be dishonest in their practices, uh, at least not as much as they want to be. Yeah, they, they hated seeing Steve walk in the building. <laughs> <laughs> Gil Brandt and Steve Weinberg, could you imagine being a fly on the wall oh, any time that oh they were together? Oh, gosh. <laughs> and Steve would be like, well, no, 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 no. <laughs> that might be why I'm not in the ring of honor right now because Steve and I worked uh, so well together. <laughs> All right, 11.51 here on Mix Shots. And uh, Reverson and myself will return here in a moment. And we're going to get into a little bit more of the Cowboys' other free agents, uh, guys that are unrestricted coming up here when the league year starts. And speaking of Gil Brandt, I've got a – his top 32 board, and we're going to go over that and see just where the players are falling for where the Cowboys' needs are. That coming up next here on DallasCowboys.com in the SWBC Mortgage Studio. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Grab some OtterBox gear and get ready for hanging with the boys. From rugged venture coolers to tough-as-nails elevation tumblers, we've got what you need to keep your game day drinks frosty and your football feast ice cold. And with cases, screen protectors, and power accessories, you can defend your phone and stay connected to every play. Gear up at OtterBox.com and amp up the fun of every Cowboys game. That's OtterBox.com. Just like all of you, we at Seeky can't wait until we're back in the stands at full strength cheering on the Cowboys and singing along to our favorite songs again. We're using this time to make discovering, buying, and selling tickets to events in Dallas easier. Plus, every ticket purchased on SeatGeek is protected by our buyer guarantee, which means you'll get your money back or better if your event is canceled. Guaranteed. 
Download the SeatGeek app today, and when the time is right, let's go. SeatGeek. Back to mixed shots. The Star District is the perfect place for the whole family to enjoy. Help support local Frisco businesses by visiting us to dine, shop, and explore the Dallas Cowboy-themed campus. For more information on all the Star has to offer, including restaurant delivery, takeout, curbside pickup options, visit thestar.com. And we return here to Mick Shots on this Tuesday. Mickey Spagnola, Everson Walls. Everson Walls in his home studio. I'm here at the Star in the SWBC Mortgage Studio as uh, we trying, are, trying to have my liquor cabinet. I don't want anybody to see what I've got back there. Oh, is that That's the deal? Uh, I, yeah, I was trying to hide it. Yeah, I was trying to use my picture to kind of shift it. And, can't see my hot my liquor in the cabinet. That's it, okay. I just want to know. I want to just make sure it's full. Yes, it is. <laughs> I finished the rooms, bags. No, I you finished did. the rooms. They now, wait are a minute. Done. You finished. Paint. Does that mean the popcorn's off and you painted? Done. I even got so far as to paint the floor, paint the ceiling. I did it all, brother. It's done. It is done. And, and I, I didn't get in any trouble. because so That means that I will never listen to you when it comes to so home it, it, So you did a good job <laughs> is what you're telling me. I did an excellent job. Yes, sir. I'm so proud of myself. All right. Well, when I need some stuff painted, I may just have to call on you. We'll contract out. Yeah, right? you can call me, but I won't be answering. I won't be answering. That's okay. All right. So <laughs> speaking of your, your grambling shirt, I'm just uh, I'm curious. I see where Jackson State's next game is going to be at Grambling. Is it next weekend or this weekend? Mm-hmm. Uh, that should be this weekend. This that weekend. Should be this weekend. I think they had it for this weekend. You know what? I think it may have uh, because of the uh, freeze. I right. believe it's going to be changed, and the location should be at, at Globe Life a Park. No way. It's going to be a Globe Life Park. Yes, it's going to be because it was going to be. It was at Grambling. Uh, at the Cotton Bowl. And oh, the I Cotton Bowl was... was damaged during this. The Cotton Bowl was damaged during the, the, the freeze. Uh-huh. So they're going to be playing at Globe Life Park. So, yeah, that's going to be pretty amazing. And I'm not sure if it's this weekend or next weekend, but I'll be doing a camp this weekend. So I won't be able to participate. But. Uh, no, it should be pretty exciting. Uh, Dion gets to come back home, and, and he, uh, let's just face it: his his regardless of what you think about Dion or whatever, he is he is a marketing genius, and I'm 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 loving that he's bringing that prowess to the Southwestern Athletic Conference to HBCU football because you know let's face it: we could use the infusion, especially with the pandemic. I mean, here we are playing ball in the springtime. I just let you know. That you know, we couldn't handle uh, the expenses. We couldn't handle any of the the chores that had to be done, uh, just because we just don't have that kind of uh, uh, discretionary income to make those kind of adjustments in a pandemic situation. So uh, he would he should provide a, a nice infusion of excitement and uh, you know exposure too. HBCUs. And before we move on, uh, Spags, I want to, there's another reason I wore the, the Grambling shirt here. John Mendenhall. We lost a great one, not just from Grambling, not just from, as an HBCU athlete, but the entire 
Giants, New York Giants family and the NFL family. You're talking about, you know, when we look at this time, Spags, we are losing people who were prominent names in sports and in all of society, in all walks of society. And so when all of a sudden, when uh, and I'm going to get to him as well, uh, John Mendehall leaves us, who was just uh, uh, one of those one of those names that when you heard it, you never forgot it when it came to football. You know, he was a guy, every game he played well. He was rarely hurt. He was an old school guy that, to where when you heard, when you thought of New York Giants, if you're a New York Giant fan, a true New York Giant fan, he's going to be one of those names that you remember that affected your childhood and your upbringing in regards to being a football fan. The professionalism that guys like Mendenhall showed uh, that came from playing for Eddie Robinson, came from the pride that he had by being an HBCU player, coming from Grambling State University, representing the SWAT, representing all HBCU players. You know, these are the kind of names that they're just, they're just leaving us, Spags. They're, they're leaving us and with no fanfare. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so it's it's happened with so many different types of people. And as we move on to, to the, the great Irv Cross, a guy that was a pioneer uh, in all of sports, uh, one of the first uh, African-American men to, to be on TV uh, in a sports uh, show with Brent Musburger. I believe it was CBS Sports, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, it was. And he and Brent Musburger. Go ahead, Spags. I know you know no, something it was, about that. It, it was uh, in CBS. You know, the thing I didn't realize about him, and, uh, and he joined uh, CBS, uh, and he also, uh, you know, was on uh, NFL Today, the great show with Brent Musburger NFL and, Phil, Today, and Phyllis yes. George, right? Yes. What I didn't realize about him is he is from Hammond, Indiana. And to just a little background about that, it, Hammond's about mm, maybe 10, 10 miles, no more than 15 from where I grew up in the south suburbs of Chicago. And as a matter of fact, my, my summer job working in the factory during when my summers in college was in Hammond, Indiana. Right. So I didn't know. I didn't know he, he and and then he went. He was like a, a, a all stars, all state guy from the yes. state of Indiana. Yes. And he went to Northwestern in 1957 uh, and was drafted in the seventh round in 61 uh, and played with the Eagles, uh, the Eagles. And uh, I think it was the Lions. He played with two different teams. Then he went back to the Eagles. Yes. Uh, and so. Uh, oh, it was the Eagles and Rams. I'm sorry. Anyway, yeah, uh, you know, and, and here's what happens. So, you know, when, when you're young, you know, back in those days in the 60s and 70s for us, you know, when people died, you'd sit there and go, oh, well, they're really old, right? You didn't really know right. who they were. But now yeah, when you get older, yeah. Yeah, now when you get older, you know all these people that are starting to die, and you're sitting there going, oh, Hey, I think uh, uh, Irv. Hey, and then we, we disillusion ourselves and say, 
Oh, he wasn't that old. Yeah, yeah right. Eighty five or something. He, yeah, he wasn't Cross that old. Was eighty one, and, and Mendehall was only seventy two. So, you know, and I, right. I, I remember this quote from uh, Joe Green because uh, uh, I forgot who was the last guy on their steel curtain to pass away, uh, and he was L.C. Greenwood. Yeah, it was L.C. Greenwood, and so th- those were his guys, right, for the days in uh, in Pittsburgh. And and he said something the steel like, curtain. Yeah. He, he, and he said something like, you know what happens when you get older, is you lose your friends, because we're all getting old, but you're not making new friends. It's like you hold on to those old friends, right? But you're, when you right. get older, you're not making a lot of new friends. And he goes, and, you know, I'm feeling kind of lonely now because I'm the last man standing from, from that. Right. And it made me think. And I actually, when I talked to him, I, yes. I told him, I said, boy, that was so accurate when you think about it, you know. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, yeah, those, those two guys. So let's do this, um, the rest of this segment. Uh, the Cowboys have... 17 players that are unrestricted free agents. They have six other guys that are restricted or exclusive right free agents. So the Cowboys do have the rights on those other six guys uh, to give them qualifying offers uh, to retain their rights. But they do have 17 guys, 16 other than Dak Prescott, right? So I thought we'd go through this and just kind of real quickly kind of say yay or nay or what do you think is going to happen? Uh, and this list is by uh, the amount of money they made this past year. So second behind Dak Prescott was Tyrone Crawford. Um, nine years in the league, came back from two hip surgeries. He's unrestricted. I wonder, number one, if he wants to continue playing. And number two, do the Cowboys, you know, you got to get younger at some point, right? You can't keep re-signing 30-some-year-old guys, do they bring them back? Or I would imagine this is going to be one of those market value ones, right? You see what the market right. says, and then you see what, uh, you know, what you think you can do. Uh, what do you think on, uh, on, on Tyrone? You, you, you got to, not only that, not only his age, uh, what I would love is experience and the spirit that he brought, but you're also talking about, what, two hip surgeries, right? Yeah. And uh, so that's something that you have to be aware of. I know players want to hang on. We want to hang on as long as we can. And, we'll, you know, to be so-called put out to pasture, that's something that no one wants to be involved in. But just from a practical standpoint, uh, that would be tough to bring him back. Okay. Uh, and it would be tough for me to make that decision. And next would be Sean Lee. Uh, going to turn 35. Sean Lee, love him, love him to death, love him to death. Surprised he came back this year and did as well as he did. Uh, he was always overmatched physically. Uh, now those injuries are catching up with him as well as age. Uh, I'd have to let him go. Uh, Andy Dalton, um, and this one I think will have a lot to do with the rest of the league things of Andy Dalton because I got a feeling the Cowboys would love to have him back as the backup quarterback. Oh, yes. Yes, <laughs> I'd love to bring him back for backup. If he if he lets us, I'm bringing him back uh, as a backup uh, right now. But once again, if Dak doesn't sign, let's go, Andy. <laughs> uh, next is the veteran offensive tackle. He just played one year with the Cowboys, Cam Irving, and he missed the majority of the season. Missed all of training camp. 
uh, was hurt at the beginning of the year, was hurt at the end of the year. Uh, to me, that's the one position, if you aren't going to address it by the third round in the draft, offensive tackle, then you got to have you got to have better than Cam Irving as your backup tackle, knowing that your tackles have had injury history, especially Tyron Smith. And I'm not saying to give up on Tyron Smith. I, you know, what I keep hearing is, well, he hadn't, he's missed at least uh, three games in each of the last four years. I'll take 13 yeah. games from him at his level <laughs> than anybody else That's that right. you're going to put there, right? That's right. But I got to have better. And with with, with 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 Cam, with Cam, it's a tough one. It really is. I, 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 you know, you want the big body specs. I mean, we, we want that. We want that player. Is he as good as he's gonna get? That's the thing. Is he as good as he's gonna get? What we saw from him last year, minus injuries or not, is this all that we can expect from him? You know, sometimes those big bodies they can do well for you if you can somehow tap into their mentality to make them understand the game better, which would make them better. I got to keep him, Spags. I got to keep him. All right, Only well, because we need offensive linemen. That's a tough one. We'll see. We'll see where that one goes. And again, uh, I see a lot of people looking at the draft and looking at the injuries the Cowboys had at the tackle position and wanting the Cowboys to draft an offensive tackle in the first round. I, I'm, I'm not there at, at all, but by the third round, mm -hmm. I would take a young guy and say, okay, is this guy good enough to step in and be my swing tackle? Uh, like, if, like, if like, a Beatus, like a Beatus or something yes, like that. Yes, like, like they did with him, exactly. Okay, next mm -hmm. is uh, Joe Looney, uh, who had been the – ended up the starting center, but I think Beatus is going to be the starter next year. Uh, so if Looney's good to come back as the backup swing guard tackle, I'd be okay with that. Uh, but again, that comes Same down here. to market value, right? Uh, Alden Same Smith, here. Alden Smith, can you get him back? Does he want to stay? Uh, are other teams going to be offering? That's the unknown at this point. Even though, even though our defense was horrible, he was one of those uh, bright spots, and especially Spaz, when we finally were smart enough to move him around. Exactly. When you moved him around on that defensive line, he was extremely effective. And those few shining moments that we had uh, defensively, he was a big key uh, in regards to that. And his movement up and down the line, that was a big key to some of our, uh, hard to call it success on the defense that we had. But it did make us more effective. So, so yes, from, uh, from yes his standpoint, whatever's insane is, yeah, he, they, they list him as a defensive end, but he got some pretty good efficient snaps at defensive tackle, especially in a pass rush situation. And at his age, if he's a and rotation. And with Randy Gregory, with right. Randy Gregory on ground there, and too. He should that be was, at that was defensive a, that was a force end. To be with. And Gregory should be, you know, for a full season. And if you can plan on that, yeah. then you're in pretty good shape, along with Doran Armstrong. Yes, and you still don't know what Bradley Anai, he really didn't get a chance. So from a defensive end standpoint, uh, you could be okay. This next one, I think, is a no brainer. Uh, Blake Bell, the t backup tight end, I, I think he, he was very serviceable. And if you can bring him back as the third tight end with a guy that's very versatile, 
Uh, I'd have him back. Very versatile. I like that, Spags. Very versatile. I could see him doing the same things that Rudolph was doing for the Vikings, uh, who they had the other tight end that was playing against us and lined up under center. We can do all of that with Bell because he was a very accomplished running quarterback at, at uh, Oklahoma. So well, that's true I would too. love to yes. keep him. I'd love to keep him as a, a, a capable, not just tight end, but he can do many, many things on special teams as well. Now, here's your guy, Joe Thomas, backup linebacker. Good Joe veteran Thomas. guy to yeah. have, right? Yes, he's good to have, but we didn't use him. Well, I mean, let's, let's not just keep him around for a veteran guy. I'd love to use him more. Gotta, and maybe, once again, we, we, we don't, want, don't let me go off on this nickel thing again because I think I may have gotten in trouble last week. But I, I just, you know, I, I, I feel that the guy deserved better than last year. And as much as, you know, he may not be well uh, uh, healed in regards to a lot of talent, I thought he filled in well for us when we finally decided to play three linebackers. LP Latticer, no problem bringing him back. He's still doing the job. No. And the good thing about him is he's willing to play for that uh, veteran benefit against the cap where you can yes. give him a little bit yes. more, but he doesn't cost as much against the cap. Okay, now here, here's going to be a one that they're going to have to make a deci decision about. Chidabe Awuzie. Hmm. Ah, that's a tough one. Uh, after last year and the injuries, you kind of, you, you almost ready to dismiss him off the bat. Uh, because when you're with a bad defense as ours is, and you're, you came back as a veteran off an injury, and when you came back and played, it didn't make a difference in your defense, then, you know, you're not really looking at necessarily keeping him. But if the new D.C. comes in and, and feels that Awuzie can help him and maybe put him in position to make some plays, if he's attractive to Quinn then he's attractive to me. And that's going to be, I think that'll be another one of those market value things. you got to kind of judge how much it would cost to, to bring him back. I'm sure, you know, he's, he's done with his rookie contract. And, you know, can, can he cash in? Does somebody think, you know, one of the other 31 teams think he's worth, you know, whatever? Uh, but if not, you know, if he wants to reestablish his market value, maybe you bring him back on a one-year kind of deal. Uh, and say, okay, we can handle this amount. Now maybe you can reestablish your market value for the next year if you're not getting uh, a big uh, a big offer. Uh, C.J. Goodwin, uh, kind of a special teams ace. If you can afford him, bring him back. Uh, and again, but a lot of this yes, shouldn't cost you too much. Is, is market value. Much. Same thing with Justin March, right. uh, the outside linebacker. Yep. Jordan Lewis is another tough one. He played. He ate up a lot of snaps for you. Played in the nickel, but again, how much? You know, and 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 in this, especially this year, that's going to be a determining factor for a lot of these guys. Um, I, I thought I thought he was misused a lot. Once again, playing nickel way too much. You're asking a, a, a slightly built young man to get in there against tight ends in the running game and pulling guards on first down, second down. We're not even talking about pass defense. We're talking about first and ten, second and five. And he's got to stick his nose in there. And he, he did his best in regards to that. 
if you would just, if, you, if we could just uh, keep his, his uh, responsibilities to a more finite level and stop trying to ask him to do too much, uh, I think he could do well for us. I don't look at him as a starter. I never have. But I do think he could be that capable uh, uh, defensive back, that fifth and sixth defensive back that, that we need. Now, once again, all of this is predicated on how we're going to improve our pressure up front. If we can improve our pressure up front, guys like Jordan Lewis have shown that they can be that guy to make important plays for us during critical parts of the game. So it has to be laid out for them just right. So three other guys real quickly here. Uh, that played signif- uh, somewhat significant roles. Uh, Xavier Woods, your starting f- safety. Now, there was another guy everybody talks about he, he, his production, but they weren't playing him at free safety that second half of the season. They were playing him like a strong safety. He was their nickel. He was their, he was their strong side linebacker, right? And it's like I'm getting so tired of hearing the word nickel. See, that's the problem. I'm so tired of hearing the word nickel because once they start using it so often, you're almost piecemealing where you're putting your players. Right. You know, a guy like Donovan Wilson that came along, that really kind of turned things uh, upside down for the whole secondary and the, the hierarchy, the, the totem pole that was established which is a good thing. That's why Donovan Wilson was back at safety, free safety, as opposed to Xavier Woods. That's the way I saw it. So if you're going to bring back a, a Xavier Woods, then Donovan Wilson needs to be back there as well. Uh, Noah Brown, he's been a guy that's been on their practice squad, and he finally kind of carved himself a role. But again, you're not going to spend a lot of money uh, trying to bring him back uh, as a fifth wide receiver. Uh, and then the other guy in that boat is Cedric Wilson, who I think is, you know, uh, de- but he, wait, I take it back. Cedric Wilson's a restricted free agent, so they can give him okay. uh, an offer. Probably would give him a I'd, qualifying I'd offer as original draft choice because he was a six. So if somebody signs him to an offer sheet uh, and you don't want to match it, then you get a sixth-round uh, pick in return. And another versatile guy as well. Right. Another versatile player as well. And here's another guy that once they put him back on the field and he's restricted this year, Antoine Woods, uh, your defensive tackle. Uh, This guy should have been playing from the start, messing around with Don Terry Poe out there and costing this guy (laughs) snaps, right? (laughs) And he's restricted, and and he he was not a draft choice. So – you know, if, if you don't want to match uh, whatever uh, you uh, the, the qualifying offer, then, you know, you wouldn't get anything back for losing him. But maybe he's one of those guys where you just give a little bit of money to and you sign him mm-hmm. to a very inexpensive two-year deal. Uh, but you give him a little signing bonus to give him something to come back. Because remember last year, he didn't sign his exclusive tag until the last minute. He was hoping that they valued him a little bit more than – uh, or at least as much as he had valued himself, it didn't work out that way. So, so that's kind of the Cowboys uh, list here. Uh, and uh, when we return here on uh, mix shots, I'm going to give you Gil Brandt's top 32 board here, and we're going to play this game. I'm going to read them off in order, and when you get to a player you think the Cowboys would want, you stop me, okay? Okay. All right, that's yes, next sir. on Mix Shots on <laughs> DallasCowboys.com.
We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. Grab some OtterBox gear and get ready for hanging with the boys. From rugged venture coolers to tough-as-nails elevation tumblers, we've got what you need to keep your game day drinks frosty and your football feast ice cold. And with cases, screen protectors, and power accessories, you can defend your phone and stay connected to every play. Gear up at OtterBox.com and amp up the fun of every Cowboys game. That's OtterBox.com. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with United Ag and Turf. When there's work to be done, a real workhorse can make all the difference. Like the Range Boss Package. Our 5075E John Deere 75 horsepower tractor features a bell spear and loader and starts at $369 per month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. It works like a horse, so you don't have to. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now, let's get to work. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. Back, Back to Mick Shots. Ultimate fan experience for the ultimate Cowboys fan. Join Dallas Cowboys United, presented by Globe Life, starting at just 20 bucks. Join now and get your exclusive fan pack and member benefits. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash United for details. And we continue here on Mix Shots on DallasCowboys.com. And if anybody's just joining us, which you should have long time ago, right? <laughs> Mickey Spagnola and Shame Everson <laughs> Walls. So I've got Gil Brandt's top 32 board, and he's not suggesting that this is a mock draft, okay? Like, this is the order these guys are going to be picked, but he ranked them in uh, how good he thinks these guys are. So I'm going to read them off, and you tell me. Uh, okay, the Cowboys need that guy, right? So, number okay. one, Trevor Lawrence, quarterback. Number two, yeah, yeah right? <laughs> number two, Penne Sewell, offensive tackle. I don't know that they could qualify yes. taking an offensive tackle uh, I would. in the, that I high would. in the first round. Okay. <laughs> Number three, wide receiver Jamar Chase. Probably don't need that, right? No. Number no. four, quarterback Zach Wilson. Probably don't need that. No quarterbacks. All right. No quarterbacks. We don't need any quarterbacks. Number five is Kyle Pitts, a tight end. That seems a little extravagant, knowing that they have so yeah, many defensive we need to, needs. We don't need to tie in that high. Right. 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 Number six offensive tackle were Sean Slater. Those offensive tackles looking good, Spags. Number seven Trey Lance, quarterback. 
Number eight. No QBs. Quarterback Justin Fields. Number nine. Great athlete, but no QBs. Number nine, Elijah Vera Tucker, offensive guard in the top ten. I don't think I could qualify that. I don't know. Hey, now didn't we just talk about the importance of an offensive line? I'm with you. And we're dealing with offensive guard problems. Well, if Zach Martin's you back. You would still say no? Just think, if Zach Martin's back, then you've got mm -hmm. a combination of Connor McGovern and Connor Williams to take care of the guard, backup guard position. And by the way, this is what I was going to point out when we were talking about Cam Irving. The, the Cowboys can't mess around anymore. If they get another offensive tackle hurt, Zach Martin's got to go out to tackle. No messing around mm -hmm. with undrafted free agents trying to fill in that spot. That's why I say And that's why when you name off these linemen, especially tackles and guard, I, I, am, I am intrigued. Yeah, I but you can just get, pass them up, Spags. You can get one in the second or third round. You don't need them in the first round when you have so many defensive guys. Are you sure about that, yeah, sir? Yeah, I Are am. you sure yes, about that, yes. sir? Think about, think about the Great Wall of Dallas. <laughs> there was one guy that was drafted in the second round, and the rest of them were basically undrafted free agents, right, that they developed. Okay, true. Number, true. number 10, Devontae Smith. You can't do that again, right, wide receiver? Number 11, no, no Jalen Waddell, wide receiver. And at number 12 on Gill's list is the first defensive player listed, Jalen uh, Phillips, a defensive end. Number 13, number no, 13 no is the guy I pointed out last week, linebacker Micah Parsons. Uh, you like State. this guy. I you do. really like this guy. I really think he's awfully talented. But again, you got to decide, is he a three-down linebacker or a two-down linebacker? And he's another one of these guys that, you know, didn't play last year. So now what is your evaluation level on him? And now 14 and 15, we find But no, before you move on, before yeah. you move on with that, you can also find great linebackers in the lower rounds. Right. Spag. It happens all the time. You got hungry guys coming from small schools, and they come into a big-time program, whether it's Cowboys, Pittsburgh, or whatever, and they make a difference. So you're not, I'm not really worried about uh, linebackers in the first round as well. I, I, I feel like that the way you feel about the uh, offensive, offensive tackles, tackles. And, and guards. But what if this is a generational Lawrence Taylor-type linebacker? Well, then, uh, if you say it is, then I'm, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not. I haven't. I have not the, the, the valuation, but <laughs> no, I, no. You, 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 you put your stamp on him last week. Come I on, did. Be, be consistent. And, be consistent. And, and the one evaluation I read about him, and is I, this is a guy's opinion I respect. He compared him to Rolando McClain. And mm. if you think about Rolando McClain when he, before he had his off-field problems, this guy was a stud, right? right? right. Yes, Big, he was. This guy, Parsons, 6'4", 245, and he, and he runs, you know, he, he runs like a defensive back. So, anyway. One thing you have to have with linebackers, Spags, before we move on, one thing you have to have with linebackers, you don't need just studs looking good but they have to have football instincts linebackers are like running backs 
You have to know where the hole is once the ball is snapped. You see, so some guys don't get that no matter how much, how high they're drafted. You can find that in a guy mid-round mid who was just extremely intelligent and was a leader of his team for four years at, uh, I don't know, South of some central university somewhere. You know what I'm saying? I'm it, with you can you. find that guy. You All right. Can. Here's Go here, here's going to be your homework assignment. You call up his film. And I understand highlight <laughs> films, they're all going to be great plays, right? So, but right. his instincts in that highlight, in those highlight films, to me, were amazing. All right. Now, writing finally, it down now, Spags. Writing it down now. We finally get to what everybody's giving the Dallas Cowboys in their mock drafts. At 14 and 15, cornerback Patrick Sertain and cornerback Caleb Farley. Uh, Virginia mm-hmm. Tech and Alabama, by the way. So that's how Gill kind of put his uh, power rankings together. Now, well, Caleb, Caleb was a guy that uh, he sat out part of the uh, season. He opted out also. Yes, he did not yeah, play last yeah. year. So you got to worry about that. Sertain was balling the entire time, but he's got problems against speed. You know, sometimes the fast guys can. Can get by him. I mean, you know how it was. I, I had the same problem. Sometimes you have to speed up your brain uh, when you're out there going against faster players. I have one for you, Spags, that the Cowboys might want to sign. All right. Can I, can I mention this one? Go ahead. Honorable mention of uh, Larry Roundtree. I'm sure you know of this young man. You know, he's a running back from, from what? Where's he from? Mizzou, right? Is he from Mizzou? Yes. But he'll be. I mean, come on. What do you think? He'll be, he'll be a second. Third round, uh, Frank Gore, a, a Frank Gore type with yes. major durability, runs downhill. I mean, come on, man! Thirty-seven carries against uh, who was that? Mississippi State, was it? Yes. But I mean, this guy's a stud, man. But, I'm, you're not bringing him up. Come on, no, I, represent he, the Tigers. He's not. He's not in Gill's <laughs> top thirty-two. The only guy from Missouri in the top thirty-two. <laughs> Uh, is linebacker Nick Bolton from um, Frisco, by the way. Uh, nice. And it, 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 but he's an inside guy, and I don't know that he's a three-down linebacker, but he's awfully good. He's got him ranked 19th. But here's the deal on if, if you're trying to get an idea of what people think of what's available in the draft, we went through the top 11, and no defensive player was listed, Right. And then between 12 and 20, they were all defensive players before he had Alabama quarterback Mac Jones at 21. And then the next guy at 22, Christian Barmore, the defensive tackle from Alabama that had one heck of a national championship game, right? <laughs> no, a national championship year. Right. Uh, career. Let's just say your whole career was amazing. And I had him circled. And if that's something you would be interested in, then you could probably trade down, you know, five or six spots and probably still uh, be able to pick him up. Uh, but that I continue, would be nice. I continue Ooh, to see in, in these in these mock drafts like Charlie Casserly, whatever you think of Charlie and his uh, player evaluation. He had he had Parsons going number seven, by the way, uh, and there's some people that had Barmore going uh, in their top twelve. So uh, those are positions I think the Cowboys obviously keeping an eye on. Not only 
you know, cornerback, but I got no problem taking a defensive tackle, uh, defensive end, you know, linebacker, as long as that linebacker is versatile and can play uh, all three downs. I don't want him off the field on the nickel. Well, the, 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 the draft itself shows me that running backs are still not considered to be, uh, you know, premium. And Get, which I still think is a shame. You got guys like Najee Harris and Bama. I mean, come on, who wouldn't take that guy? Another, another uh, Henry in the making. Uh, your boy Hubbard from Oklahoma State. Right. You know, just a, a guy that the, the one of the best. With Travis Etienne from Clemson. Man, this guy, he's done things on the field that I've never seen anyone do. He reminds me of C.D. Lamb just playing in the backfield, a little bit bigger. And uh, like I said, your boy Roundtree. Right. These are guys. He's ranked right after Najee Harris. And that's saying a lot because Najee Harris was, is a great athlete. Larry Roundtree, guys like that, they're, they won't be appreciated. They're just like the Frank Gores. They won't be appreciated until their career is over. And, and he's got Najee Harris ranked 25th, the only running back in his top 32. That is amazing to me. The only running back? Yes. Absolutely. It makes no sense. It makes well, no Travis Etienne? Come on. You could, you, you could put that on Gill. <laughs> and here's that's a guy. That's just another thing I'm going to put on Gil. <laughs> yeah, right. And here's a guy, his 32nd guy. But when I watch this guy play, he, he, oh my. Uh, Kadarius Tony, the wide receiver from Florida. I don't know if you've ever seen uh, him play. I have seen him. He will cause some yes. team, a head, team's headaches. I'll guarantee you that. And he may go higher than 32nd. He's not big, but boy. Uh, he, he he's the next coming of the Kansas City's guy Hill, right? Uh, this guy, Derek Hill. Yeah, this guy is all over the place with the football. So anyway, well, that's two shot, two uh, mixed shots in a row. Very informative show, Spad. A lot of information, right? Stuff. Yes, absolutely. Yes, it was. Yes, it I, 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 I got to look on my list and see if I forgot anything. But if I did, there's always next week, right? Yeah, and once again, R.I.P. to John Mendenhall and Irv Cross. And Irv man. Cross, Two boy, good guys. I loved listening to yeah. Irv Cross on that uh, uh, on the team. Smooth, uh, smooth. Yeah, really smooth. Smooth, smooth. NFL, voice, yeah. NFL today. He was he was awfully, awfully mm-hmm. good. All right, thank you very much, Everson Walls, Chris Beam. Thanks for keeping us afloat, and I'll try. Christopher. Keep my headset, my uh, headphones plugged in well next time so (laughs) we don't have a lapse in the action. And we will be back next week on Tuesday, 1130, DallasCowboys.com with some more mix shots. Go Cowboys! This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?